If you ask me, nothing stinks more than when your husband Dutch ovens you with a big, ripe, juicy one and then holds your head down under the covers. Except maybe body odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi whole body deodorant. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control everywhere from your pits to your feet and yes, even those private parts. As a special offer, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, at lumideodorant.com. That's L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. You guys know I absolutely love Lumi. I rock it everywhere I go. I work long hours. So if I'm doing like a podcast run or if I'm out at one of my husband's shows or just overall anxiety ridden and I'm sweating, Lumi has saved me so many times, especially a toasted coconut. I feel like it masks my odor a little bit more and especially that right armpit that always smells like beef stroganoff. If you know, you know. Once again, as a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What's up, you sexy motherfuckers? Today, I have somebody that I have been looking forward to meeting. Not only me looking forward to meeting, but my husband was more excited about this <laughs> guest than I was. Ophelia, a.k.a. Mama Tot, is in the house, baby. How yes, are you? that is me. I'm perfect. I'm so excited to be here. I don't think I have ever been so afraid and so quiet in any of her episodes as I was at this moment right. on this one. And it was because this baby was here. Right. Um, I grabbed the car seat and I walked out that damn door. Now our nearest neighbor was about a mile and a half because there were wooded areas wow. between us. And I took that carrier and I walked to my neighbor's house where my friend Amanda lived and I, I mean, I wasn't crying. I was upset. I, I was afraid because I didn't know if she was going to come behind me in the vehicle and try to run me. I just didn't know. No, you can't trust her. It was the look on her eye. It, the look on her face. Mm -hmm. It was, I've never seen I her. I call it shark eyes. Yes. They look like sharks it, whenever they get like that. that. Her eyes in general were traumatizing enough. Right. And my feelings were right. She was. Is this thing on? 
Alright, gentlemen, coming to main stage next, this is Bunny. Get up there, she's got a tornado of titties coming your way. Get those dollar bills ready. She's got an ass that shakes like Michael J. Fox. So get up there and throw, throw, throw them dollars. Dude, that is fucking iconic. It's on an episode because it continued for a few days. Not because of me. I was nowhere near her. But just calling people in the family all hours of the night and just, you know, just doing these. Did she use drugs? Oh, no. no. She well, did pills. not smoke, no pills. drink, nothing. Mm. The only thing she took was her medication mm. for her bipolar right. or depression. Right. And or both. That's that's it. Gotcha. You know, she was one of these Christians that don't, you know. Right. If, if, yeah. if she's seen you smoking a cigarette or me smoking a cigarette, it would be like, you're going to hell. And would straight yeah. tell you you're going to hell. That's how my stepmom was. She was this perfect Christian Southern woman who was just mentally ill and the most judgmental woman I've ever met in my life Mm -hmm. and would use religion as a complete weapon I have religious trauma because of what I went through oh yes it's very people don't talk about religious trauma enough it is Uh brutal literally I live with anxiety every day about death and like that's just a whole nother subject but yeah it's just women who hide behind that just it it baffles me I don't understand she used to tell me this is it took me a while to get over my anxiety about driving a vehicle. Mm-hmm. I didn't get my license when I was 16. I was scared. Right. I didn't even get my license at 18, 19, 20. I was in my early 20s wow. before I got my driver's license because she told me that God told her that I was going to die in a car accident because I, I didn't honor her. That was really big to her. That honor her. terrible. Honor thy mother like the Bible says. Yikes. So I had such fear of driving a vehicle because of that. Wow. It was, it was horrible. That is terrible. She is. I If I could fight your mom, I would. Oh, she's <laughs> like, something else, honey. So after she kicked you out, where do you go from here? I called my son's biological grandmother. Mom. I did. His mom. Um, Because... Even though he had broken my little heart, she never did. Oh, she I'm would, so happy you had these other women that were so good mm-hmm. to you. She would check on She'd call me and check on me. And she came down there to that hospital and held that grandbaby. And she said, oh, my God, he looks just like Garrett. <laughs> you know, she knew instantly <laughs> that was her grandbaby. Yeah. And she was the best grandma to my son until unfortunately she passed away Mm. um and gibson has her name roxanne tattooed on his arm because he was in elementary school when she passed uh but my son was her light in her life she loved everything about him yeah uh so i called her um and i said miss roxanne i'm sorry but i i don't know what to do and i don't know where to go but me and Gibson have just been thrown out of my mama's house, and I don't know what to do. She said, give me your address. I'm on my way. And she drove all the way from Biloxi, Mississippi. Wow. Um, about 6 o'clock in the evening and came in and picked us up. Now, this is where it gets really bad. Hmm. Um, I move in with them, and Garrett's there, but we, we're, we're <laughs> not it, in Garrett. a relationship. <laughs> we're not. I mean, I think he even had a girlfriend at the time. I love how you laugh every time you say his name. Oh, he's <laughs> knock him out sometimes but um he so we were living together right but we did not have a relationship we were just we were really best friends is what it was right um both of us sometimes that's what you need to make it work well i thought it i I look back at it now and i think it's really cool 
that both of us at those young ages were able to realize that we didn't want to be together. Right. But we had this baby, so we was just going to be best friends for life. That's literally how it went down. That's amazing that you guys both could do that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, and he knew how much his mama just loved me. Right. And loved his baby, Mm. you know. Okay, so I'm living there for about a month, month and a half. Mm. And all of a sudden... Miss Roxanne gets a knock at the door. Mm. And she's thinking, don't nobody even know we're even living here. Because if I'm remembering right, they were living in that apartment while they were building the house. Right. So not a lot of people knew they even lived there. Right. She looks through the peephole, and it's the the Biloxi police. So she's thinking (sighs) Garrett has done went and did something stupid, you know, because he used to be a little wild back when he was 16, 17. I think now he's, he's probably like 18, 18 and a half. So she's thinking he done did something. So she opens the door and says, is this about my son? And he said, no, ma'am, um, we need to see if you have Ophelia. And then, you know, gave him a maiden name. And she says, well, she's right here. And I'm feeding the baby. And I was like, me? So I get up and walk over there. And I was like, what do you need me for? You know, I'm like, why is the police wanting me? She had to cover her ass. My mother, because the evil, lion, conniving person she is, called the youth center in Mobile because she didn't want me telling anybody that she threw me and this baby out on the street. So she called them and told them that I was a runaway. Mm. So the police officer comes in and sits down, and Roxanne is like, runaway? I had to go and get her. Because she was sitting at the neighbor's house with my grandson with nowhere to go. Right. She absolutely not didn't run away. She has no money. She has nothing. Right. Um, and I'm just crying. I'm like, what is? what do you have to do with me? I don't understand. Back then, when you reported a juvenile as a runaway, you had to be brought into that facility. Mm-hmm. That's what happened to me. So he told her, he said, well, I'm sorry, Miss Roxanne. I believe you. I believe y'all are telling the truth. But you do have to go and turn her in within 24 hours or you will be harboring a runaway. I feel like the state does not protect children. No, No, they do Because I would literally be in fistfights with my stepmom and have to leave the house because I was getting my face put through doors. Mm -hmm. And they would report me as a runaway. Cops would find me and bring me right back. Send you right back. And it's like, it's just a cycle that mm-hmm. doesn't stop. And they don't, you know, I feel like that there needs to be more of some sort of like a a law that's passed that where the parents have to be investigated also. That's if you call true. to report your child as a runaway, okay, well, why are they habitually uh-huh. running away? You know, let's investigate the home. Let's mm-hmm. see what we can do to help these children instead of just putting them right back in I can't agree more. That, I mean, that's, they do. They they will send them back to the same environment. Yeah. You know? And I agree. If a child continues to run away, yeah. damn it, there's a reason for that. Absolutely. No child is just going to leave home because they have such a great life, you know? Like, they're leaving, they're running away from something, Isn't you know? Isn't that crazy? They yeah. don't do that? It it does need to change. Yeah, it definitely does. So, what did they, did what did she have to do? Did she bring you down she to the... She brought me down there. The next With the morning, baby, or did they get... The baby. Oh, my God. The next morning, we piled up in the car. Uh, Garrett took off work because even he was concerned because mm. he was like, you know, again, we, we were friends. And um, 
we get down there and she, now Roxanne was a, a spitfire. Okay. <laughs> she would tell you. Can't off. have a name like Roxanne and not <laughs> be a spitfire. <laughs> she would tell you off in a hot minute. You know, anytime Good. we showed up, she'd be on that porch with her Virginia Slim cigarette, just wanting you to say something tacky to her, you know? <laughs> right. Um, so she gets in there and she's demanding to speak to whoever's running this place. And, you know, she wasn't being irate. She was like, I need you to understand what is happening here mm. type of a situation. Yeah. Um, Just going to bat for you. Yeah. So they bring an investigator in and the investigator listens. He says, well, um, you know, can you, can you prove that you didn't run away? And, you know, your mother says that you, you, that you have also, you ran away and then came back and took a TV. And I said, took a TV, <laughs> like, like broke in and took it. And he said, yes. And I said, what do you, I don't, what? I said, I don't even have a vehicle. Like, yeah. I, I said, was I walking down the street with this? You know, at this point, I'm like, oh, sir, come on. Like, I can't. Yeah, like, this is too much. Yeah. Here's what happened. Um, You know, my son couldn't go to kid jail with me. Right. Um, So I, I gave temporary guardianship to Roxanne mm. uh, so that I could do what needed to be done. Um, and it even said on there, this was only for during the time I was there, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but in case she needed to take him to the doctor, doctor or something, yeah. I wanted him to be with her and her only. Right. Um, so court comes and Roxanne had gotten in touch with my brother on my, my daddy's son. And, and she says, you, you need to do something. You're the big brother. Your daddy's not here no more. Why are y'all not even doing anything to Good. help? Oh, she acted up. Get on him, him, Roxanne. So he says, "You're right." And you know, I guess let me do something. Court comes. My mother doesn't show up. Shocking. <laughs> and I was able to be emancipated. Wow. That day, I just got goosebumps. So at seven, was I seventeen yet? Almost seventeen. I was able to be emancipated. Oh, that's so that amazing. There was nothing she could do ever again. She could not, she couldn't do anything. Yeah. I could live wherever I wanted. I could do whatever I she wanted. She couldn't control you. Nothing. Then Roxanne does a little bit. So I was able to leave that day. Right. And the second I walked out the door, I was, where's my baby? Yeah. Where's my baby? And um, it was, uh, it, it was perfect. I mean, Thank goodness. For Did you cry? Oh, yes. Yeah. All I wanted was to just love on my baby. And he, like, just knew who, he, he knew who I was. Yeah. He knew who I was. Your mama. Um, And I asked her, I said, how, how, how do you think, because I stayed there, I want to say it was three months or something that I remember. Um. Because we, you have to wait for court. Right. And uh, one time... Oh, you were in the juvenile facility yes, for almost three months? For almost three months. Holy shit. There was one court date that she didn't show up, but she rescheduled. So I had to sit there. Oh, she, she was doing that on, that purpose. on purpose. Because she knew I couldn't leave out of there until... So when she didn't God. show up a second time, she wasn't aware that the state just ripped me from her. Well, because they probably caught on to what she and, was doing. And gave me my own authority. Um, but I found out from Roxanne. I was like, how do you think he remembers me? And she said, honey, I've been showing him your picture every night, Sam, mama. <laughs> okay? Every night when we're rocking his milk bottle. She just was good. What she a was great good. woman. Um, 
So what happens with your mom? Did you ever go back home after no. you were emancipated? You were like, no. fuck that, never dealing with this no. again. My life starts to move on a little bit. Yes. Um, And then I'm about 17 and a half, and I go to a teen nightclub. I get a babysitter. <laughs> I go to a teen nightclub, and I'm standing on the stairs, and I feel somebody touching my back, and I turn around, and it's my future husband. Aww. That's who it is. Um, just goof, totally not my type. This is the first husband, right? This is my first husband. Okay. Just goofy, goofy as <laughs> I don't know what. And, um, you know, told me he had an identical twin brother, which he, he does. And, yeah. Um, so we start dating. The reason I think I just kind of loved him is the way that he was to Gibson. No. Um, he was very good to him. And, I also fell in love with his family. Mm -hmm. His dad, who was pretty much my daddy today, that's Papa Ronnie. Mm -hmm. um, they they just adopted me and Gibson. Aww. They it was never a day that they didn't treat us like family. Right. Being around them. Right. Um, and I walked in there and I told Papa Ronnie this was before he became you know Papa Ronnie. I walked in there. I said, Look, I'm about to turn eighteen. I'm going to marry your son. I did it just like this. I said, I'm going to marry your son. He said, no, no, no. Y'all, y'all too young. Y'all just wait a minute. Well, his twin brother had just gotten married. He had Aww. a baby on the way. And we were just set on getting married and Hellbent. being together mm -hmm. and, you know, starting our life with, you know, like Lonnie and Heather, the twin and his wife. Mm -hmm. um, and Papa Ronnie said, well, I can't stop you if that's what you want to do. So we did. We went down there to the courthouse Aww. that December. I got pregnant oh. that December um, with my daughter. Uh, she was born early, too, with due to preeclampsia. Mm. Now, everything was going going fine with him. How, did, how, did, how were you feeling during this time? Were you finally I was, happy? Did you I have was peace? happy. Mm -hmm. I had a husband. I had a, a dad, a good mm -hmm. dad for Gibson. Mm -hmm. I had this family. This man that reminded me of my dad. Yeah. You know, one of the greatest men ever. Yeah. Uh, you know, completely devoted his life to his kids and grandchildren. And, you know, I'd I'd come in the door and Gibson already be sitting on his lap, <sighs> calling him Papa. It was a dream for me. Yeah. It was a dream for me. It's everything you deserved. And I thought, this is it. This this is my life now. Mm -hmm. This is my life. Um, and then things just started to change. Mm -hmm. He my first husband lost his mother due to a brain aneurysm. Um, October of um, 96, I think. It, it it wasn't long after, excuse me, I'm sorry, 1998. Mm -hmm. um, so it had been about eight months before I met him. Right. He did. He never came back from that. Mm. He just never came back from that. Mm. Um he started doing drugs oh, no. um, where I didn't know, you know what I mean? Like right. behind my back, I didn't know he had a problem. Then he started getting like he'd run out of them and not be able to find them and go into withdrawal. Mm. And then I would be the attack bunny oh. for it, you know. Then I get was pregnant it, again. Was it physical, physical oh, yeah. abuse? Yeah. So it was a domestic violence relationship? The first... Physical time it happened, I just had beige. So it was 
maybe right after we'd been together a year, Aww. I would think. Been married a year. Because we was only together six months. So, uh, he was putting his hands on you before his mom passed away? This was after. Right I never after. got a chance okay. to meet his mother. Oh, okay, gotcha. She passed before we met. By gotcha. eight months prior okay. to us meeting. Okay, gotcha. Um, so, yeah, we were together about six months. And then um, we went down there and got married at the courthouse. Because he told me, he said, if we get married at the courthouse, I'll give you a big old wedding on our fifth anniversary and Aww. that he did he, he kept his promise yeah was we should we have been having a wedding back then no mm. no you should see those pictures of me oh no i was in the worst condition ever oh no with you know my eating disorder and i look at those pictures and it is scary to me how just thin and frail i was um, did you pick up the eating disorder as a child or is this something you battled as a child it came, and I feel I have every right to blame my mama for this. Oh, for sure. The first time that I recognize that I might have been affected by her words like this, I was somewhere around nine, ten years old. Dance was my life. Mm. I all of it, tap, jazz, mm. ballet. Oh, man. And I went big with it. I went all the way to point. I mean, I was yeah. a real ballerina. I Aww. loved it. Um, it came time for my recital at the end of the year. Everybody's got those May and June recitals. Yes. And my dance teacher told me, she said, when you get home, tell your mom I need your measurements so I can send them in for the costume. I said, okay, I'll tell her. Well, I did. Yeah. I got there and I said, Mama, you got to measure me for the dance costume. So I stood in front of her. We were in the living room by her chair, and I stood in front of her. She brings that fabric measurer out. She measures all this. She gets down to my hips and my thighs and proceeds to tell me that they are too big for my age mm. and then starts restricting my dinners at nighttime but telling my dad, you know, I wasn't hungry or I'm starting to go through puberty, so my appetite has changed. Right. You know, just making up anything. Wow. She was projecting her own thoughts and insecurities Absolutely. onto me. Yep. The entire time I was growing up, she would always, do you think I look pretty today? Do you think I've gained some weight? It's very vain. Mm. Very, very. was very. It's part of the narcissism. Uh, it, yes, mm -hmm. that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. But whatever it was, at that moment, something triggered in me. Aww. Something triggered in yeah. me. Um, when she started restricting the, the food at nighttime, then I started doing it at lunchtime at school. Yeah. I just pick little pieces. Subconsciously, you wanted her approval, mm -hmm. you know. And oh, it has to be from that. Yeah. It has to be. Definitely. I, I grew up with an eating disorder, too. It took me until last year when I started working with a um, nutritionist mm -hmm. that I'm eating more now than I ever have in my mm -hmm. entire life. And it was, I still have to fight it, you know, like every day is a battle and people don't understand how bad eating disorders really affect you and they stick it with consumes you through. your life absolutely every I had the worst relationship with food mm -hmm. up until a year ago I I would starve myself and I couldn't lose weight and I'd never and I would train five days a week mm -hmm. and could, couldn't put on muscle didn't understand why and it was because of things that you were conditioned as a child to think that's right you know that comes back and just rears its ugly head and just follows you your entire life it was very, it was, 
to go through ED, and because I've also been diagnosed with body dysmorphia, and that mm-hmm. is a struggle. Same. Lord have mercy. Yep. The hardest time for me was when I was fine when I was pregnant with Gibson. I was fine. I, I mean, I was a little bitty old thing. I was a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got when I got pregnant with those other three babies with my first husband, I had gained so much weight. Mm-hmm. I'd gained over. 80, 100 pounds yeah. per pregnancy. Wow. It was so difficult for me to deal with both of those disorders during my pregnancy. I couldn't imagine. And after. Would you believe that after I had Randon, which is the baby child, mm-hmm. that I, I, as soon as I got to the room, I started lifting up my hospital, looking at my body, mm. trying to think in, Like I legit just had a baby and I was going to come out of there looking Mm. a certain size. I was holding up my gown, looking at my body Mm. to see what it looked like because I was so consumed with that. Oh my goodness. It was, it's, I feel for anybody that has to deal with, you know, an eating disorder or body dysmorphia or both. Yeah. And going through the pregnancy in the aftermath, mm-hmm. it is so difficult. I couldn't imagine. I and that's probably another reason why I have I've decided to not have kids on my own because one, I just mentally can't handle the hormones, mm-hmm. and secondly, I just the body, the body dysmorphia. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine going through that and then just having it's to terrible. fight those demons. They say that uh, you know a lot of women that struggle with eating disorders. Um, Hold on. I'm starting to get emotional again. This whole podcast has been so like therapeutic for me. Um, They say that women who struggle with eating disorders, um, it's our way of controlling because everything else around us was so chaotic that controlling our food intake and how we look and, you know, our weight is a way of just having some sort of control over our lives Mm -hmm. because we've been through so much shit. So I don't know if that ever applies to you. No, it's 100% accurate. So the abuse, the, were you, was he abusing you while you were pregnant also? No, 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 Okay. Never, never while I was pregnant. Uh, And he never abused our children. He never, he wouldn't lay a hand on them. I don't think you would let that happen though either. Hell no. Hell no. You're you're small and mighty, but you are fierce. (laughs) Look, he might have been a shitty husband. Right. But he loved them babies. Right. Like, they were his life. Yeah. He just had problems. Yeah. That ultimately led to him passing away. Right. Oh. And. Did he overdose? Well, um, it is so hard to answer this. Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't know. Um, He was found in a vehicle on mother's day 2019 Mm -hmm. he was found land in his vehicle a Mm -hmm. tahoe laying down in the back seat with just a pair of boxers on and a female that we didn't know of course we've learned now she was a beautiful person she was in the front seat both of them were already gone Mm -hmm. The toxicology, and I won't speak on her, but the toxicology on him, he had about 14 different drugs in his system. The The death certificate says smoke inhalation. But let me, let me explain it like this. The way the vehicle went off the road, it didn't hit nothing. Right. It didn't hit anything. Right. It's like the car just drove and 
mm-hmm. parked in somebody's corner of their yard. The vehicle catches on fire. How did these two individuals um, pass out at the same time? And none of it, neither one of them had those kind of drugs that would do that to you. Right. Might I add, which would be heroin. Right. Um, Fentanyl. Something. All that stuff, yeah. Neither one of those had that in wow. their system. Okay. So they didn't have any kind of drug that would do that to them. Right. I can understand if you had two people, maybe IV drug users, they do it at the same time. They mm. not, and then something happens to the vehicle. I don't know. But they didn't have that. Wow. So somehow both of them pass out at the same time. No damage to the vehicle. Okay. The vehicle catches on fire and they both die due to sounds like a sounds like a setup almost like somebody like something there was foul play and then somebody burned the car to make it look like that papa ronnie his dad has been non-stop with detectives and um you know the fire chief papa ronnie's still around uh, oh yes oh yes i mean he's and then covid hits of Mm. course you know because randy the ex-husband passed in 2019 then COVID happens. Right. So a lot of these courthouses and things like that, Papa Ronnie, you know, had to put a halt on it because of COVID. But now that things are getting better around the world, he's now speeded up the process on this investigation stuff. So death certificate says smoke inhalation. We don't know. Mm. We just, it's so bizarre. It's got to be hard for your kids too. Yeah. It, it was because you guys had three together, and then Gibson, mm-hmm. right? So it was devastating. Total. It it was it was devastating. Yeah, you know he, you know when he passed, he was in much worse shape. Than right, I left him. You know when did you guys split? We split um, uh, two thousand four, okay, five something like that. Mm-hmm. Derek and I got married on our four year together anniversary which was 2010 right i'm terrible at math <laughs> yeah me too we met about I'm a so year bad with dates. we met, <laughs> we met um, about a year later um i have a heating pad on <laughs> after um we met about a year later after randy and i divorced right okay. um and he and i divorced this amicably. is hubby now yes, yes derek is my husband okay. now um but randy and i like we got a divorce and left the courthouse and went and ate lunch together. Right. It was it was just time. Yes. So you guys did it like adults. Correct. Um, <laughs> Good. And he's the one that always said, you know, I was a crappy husband, but I'm a good dad. Yeah. Hands down. Um, he just could not be faithful. He couldn't leave the drugs alone. He couldn't do a lot of things. He had a serious sex addiction. Yeah. That is... They usually go hand in hand with drugs. Yes. Drug that is the only reason... I, I why I was pregnant the whole time right that we were married <laughs> right you know um that and I guess the Lord in the universe had a plan for me to have these four yeah. but um yeah so that was very exhausting to deal with yeah that led to him having multiple affairs that mm. led to him telling let me try to put this right that led to me doing things to please him okay mm. that i would never do in my marriage today Aww. you know yeah it's probably from the drug use because they get real uh it's like depravity you know mm-hmm. just like really just mm-hmm. grotesque sex acts because yes. it just it's a it's a high that they're chasing they just want to get mm-hmm. deeper and deeper and deeper into he was so dangerous oh. with it though 
like when I finally filed, I was. What can the, I have an example? Like meet somebody at a strip club mm-hmm. and have unprotected sex with mm-hmm. him in the back seat of his car. Oh, and then come home to you. And then come home. This ma'am. These men just have that's, no respect. That's dangerous. Right. Now you're putting my life at risk. Absolutely. Okay. Like I was going, I was constantly, like every time I would find out there'd been another one. There's been another one. He obviously wasn't good at this cheating situation. Oh, he, I <laughs> Not never, that anybody needs to be good at cheating. I'm not condoning it at all. I never had to find out because he would feel so bad oh and come God. and tell me. It's kind with, of abusive. With tear, yes, with tears down his face. You know, he was he he was addicted to sex. Yeah. He couldn't quit. He didn't know how to quit. He didn't know how to deal with mm. it. So then he's taking drugs on top of that, lore tabs and Vicodin and mm. you know, you know, pain pills and whatever. So yep. he would feel terrible yeah. and just come home and say, I'm so sorry. You 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 can leave me if you want to. This is what I've did, you know. It was just constant up and down, up and down and it it I loved him dearly. Yeah. I did. But I really you wanted think, to help him. Yeah. You wanted to save him. Yeah. I really think I stayed as long as I did for that Daggum family. Yeah. I loved that family. Oh. And I ain't missed a Christmas since. <laughs> I have been at every family function since then, yeah. you know? Um but then I meet Derek. Yeah. You know, we divorce and you know, I, I meet Derek and he meets his Soon to be second wife. Mm. Now, um, the kids spent a lot of time over there. Like it, they were back and forth at our houses. It was never they were at my house, and then they go to him every week. Uh, uh-uh. uh, no, no. They could have been at dad's for two weeks straight, and then at mine for a week. But right. It was it was so off of a schedule. Right. We just well, didn't it was like just that. you tried to keep it like a family. Yes. You didn't want to be yes. like court ordered to have to be somewhere because that's when it starts getting like weird and just feeling institutionalized it was it's it was too stressful yeah like that yeah you know um so him and him and his new girlfriend um they don't have a good relationship they just get worse together and it really sucked because randy and i had a conversation um you know a couple of months after we divorced and we both agreed we need to do better mm-hmm. on our next marriages. Right. Everything that we messed up on this one, let's promise to be better on the second one. Right. And I was like, you know, that was his idea. And I said, you're right. I'm going to do that. You know. <laughs> so I always wished yeah. that whoever he loved next, that he would be faithful mm-hmm. and he would be honest and authentic. And because he had a good heart, yeah. damn sure had a good heart. Yeah. But he he didn't. The drugs got worse. The sex addiction got worse. Ugh. The violence got worse. Then I I I just loved her as a friend. Mm-hmm. So then I'm worried about her now. Yeah, his and new his, wife. the new mm-hmm. wife. And then it really sucks to be the ex wife on the phone with the new wife, mm-hmm. consoling her, because I know everything she's telling me. Right. Because I lived. She's in my old life. Right. You know. Yeah. It's terrible. No. It's terrible. That's so selfless of you though to still be there. You know. And oh yeah. Try to support and just love them through all the toxicity. I wanted them to be okay. I wanted them to be happy like me and Derek was, you know. Yeah. 
Let's talk about Derek. Oh, he's a mess. He is <laughs> he's such a mess. <laughs> a mess. How did you guys meet? At a passion party. What's a passion party? Uh, like adult toys. Oh, okay. Penises and yes. dolls and all of that. We love that. Um, I I was not trying to date anybody. I wasn't looking for nobody. What's he doing at a passion party? Well, here's <laughs> here's the thing though. They I think they I think they tricked us, but apparently we had the same common friends right. for years. Right. But had never met each other. Aww, which was quite danced odd. around the same circle. Um one of my friends that was there, Tracy, there during this time that I had left my mother's house at sixteen, you know, mm-hmm. I lived with the grandmother for a little while. I lived um, with them for a little while. These were all the little families I stayed with until I met Randy and moved completely in with their family. And that's kind of like how my life started right. in adulthood. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Tracy, um, everybody kind of knew each other. So Tracy invited me to this passion party. And I said, well, what the hell do I need to go to a passion party for? She said, I said, I don't have a boyfriend. She said, that's exactly why you need to go, Heifer. You know, um, I Get you some her, toys, Mama Tot. I told her no a million times till she got on my damn nerves. Right. <laughs> and I said, fine, I'm going. I'm going. Um, it was a co-ed mm. and it was for couples. They all had invited Derek, the guys, <laughs> and the girls had invited me. Aww. So when everybody shows up, the only two people that were there that were not in a committed relationship <laughs> was Derek and myself. <laughs> um, Definitely a setup. I was big on passion parties because they are just hilarious. Mm-hmm. They are so fun. Um, I am very open like that. So yeah. they're, they're literally right up my alley. Yeah. Um, does Mama Tot get freaky? Yes, of course Mama I do. Tot. I love, I love BD, BDism. That's what I call it. BDism. Oh, BDSM. I call it BDism. Get the hell out of here. I call it that because I got drunk one time when I was twenty-four and called it BDism, <laughs> and it's been that name ever since. Yes, I love it. I mean, not an everyday thing, right? But yes, of course. So when you say BDS or BDism, let's use let's use Mama Tot's word. Um, when you say that, what do you mean? Like whips and chains? You like being tied up? You All like of wearing? It. I like to be completely submissive. Dominated. That at all of it. I all love of it. that. All of it. <laughs> yes. I, I could I can never be a dom. I know me either. I love being submissive too. But it is very attractive yes. when my husband comes home off the road on a Friday night and walks past me and says, Get your ass in the shower. Oh, love that, it. That Clothes fall off, honey. Okay? Yeah. I love, oh, yes, I love it all. I love um, that. I think that really everybody should experiment the things that they like. Absolutely. I think they should experiment with the things that they think they never would do. Mm-hmm. I because, always tell everybody, try something once, and if you like it, do it twice. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. how are you going to be able to tell your partner yeah. what you like if you don't even know what the hell you like? Absolutely. You know? So, yeah, I'm all for that stuff. I love it. Yeah. Um, so we went and it got time to play the games and they paired us together. I had been eyeballing him across the room. He had been eyeballing me at just different times. Nothing like sex toys bringing um, a couple together. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Because it already starts off kinky. It was hilarious because everybody <laughs> was drinking and the I had to blindfold him. No. And he was sitting on a couch and I went to blindfold him and I, I shit you not. 
the second I looked at him in his eyes to blindfold him, I knew I was going to love him one day. Aww. I don't know how. I felt it. I, I felt it. I believe it. That's how it was when I met Jelly. I felt it. Mm-hmm. I just knew it. Um, and then that's it. He called me a couple of days. It might have been the next day. I don't know. And we were together ever since. Aww. And how um, long have you guys been together now? We just celebrated uh, back in March together 16 years wow and married for 12 wow yeah married for 12 we got married back in 2010 but we got married on our four-year together anniversary right so now that's our wedding he don't have any children of Mm -hmm. his own um i cannot have children anymore because back when i was married to randy Mm -hmm. i got my tubes tied because yeah Everything that was going on, I just didn't want to get pregnant again. Right, yeah. I, I mean, just didn't. You had to protect yourself somehow. And for me, getting the tubes tight, it was so it was such a breeze. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I, I literally woke up the next day like I did nothing. Right. It was very easy. <laughs> You're like, I'm free. No yes, more child childbearing exactly. days. So are, childbearing days are behind me. Had I known mm-hmm. that I was going to get a divorce and yeah. I was going to meet this lovely man yeah. with no children, I would have never you know gotten my tubes tied but it wasn't everything in our cards works out how it's supposed to be yeah it's just not in our cards it's your turn to uh kind of be selfless and enjoy your time with your husband Mm -hmm. you have spent your entire life Mm -hmm. taking care of other people's emotions their feelings tiptoeing around life to make sure everybody else is happy oh yeah and this is your time to just be and just be happy and now look what you're doing i know i told my youngest that the other day same thing. I said, "Look, y'all grown now. Yeah, okay? y'all get the hell grown. away from me. Y'all don't need y'all don't need me to make no doctor's appointment. Right? You, you've got Google on your smartphone. Be right. smart. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it, yeah, it is. You know, for for Derek to um, not even be around anybody's youngins when he met me, and just kind of bounce in our life with these four small little children. It's a built-in family. You know, he didn't skip a beat with them. Mm. He has been at every important, you know, everything, Aww. everything with them. I love that. And you deserve that. I will say, um, since their dad has passed, my daughter has been like, you know, just real, real close to him. Yeah, that's her. That's the next mm-hmm. thing that she has to a father. Figure. That is right. And what a great guy to have, you yeah. know, to take the place of, you know, her dad, mm-hmm. who probably wasn't, was he there for her in the last few years of his addiction and no, stuff? Yeah. He so. wasn't. Um, they would hear from him once every six yeah. months, probably. And I asked Randy that mm-hmm. right before he passed, actually. I said, why do you stay away? Yeah. Why? You know, they have their own phones. You you know, why do you stay away? And he said, because I'm embarrassed. Yeah. A lot of addicts do that. Bailey's mom isn't, well, was, she's doing amazing now. So I I never, I want to always give her her flowers, but you know, for the first five years that we had Bailey, she would not come around and she would disappear. And you know, the the hardest thing is trying to explain to a kid, you know, why, why doesn't my mom want to call me? Why won't she just come and see me, you know? And 
addicts stay away because they're just ashamed, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it's almost like a blessing that they do that though, because have, if they showed up all intoxicated, don't you think that would be a little bit more trauma for the child too? I mean, it sucks both ways around, you know, but it's like, do you want them to see their parent in that state or just have them stay away? You know? So no, I think, very true. yeah, totally. Let's talk about mama tot on TikTok. Yes. How did this start? Because you are literally like a phenomenon on TikTok. By accident. You have an army behind you. Oh, they are something else. (laughs) Are they not hilarious? They are something else. They love Mama Tot. Uh Uh-huh. Thank you, (laughs) ma'am. Yay. Your army loves you. Like, they love Mama Todd. Yes. And I remember the first time I came across you, I remember thinking to myself, who is this <laughs> sweet lady that reminds me of Dolly Parton and Steel Magnolias? Like Total you, compliment. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm a Dolly Parton fan. Everybody knows that. But just the way you carry yourself, just your empathy just your compassion and I literally was just like follow and I've been following you ever since and this was probably about two years ago maybe year and a half two years ago. almost almost, almost two not years quite, but almost, yeah how long yeah. have we been on TikTok because I, I fought getting on TikTok for the longest time probably a year and a half yeah okay so yeah, yeah. almost two years ago, ago that I started following you and I just see I love what you're doing Like, and I don't even think, you know how you said earlier about Jay that he doesn't even realize, you know, how many people he touches. Right. I think you're in the same situation. Like you are that same human. You are literally. Probably. Mm -hmm. Because I, I don't, um, I don't see myself as anybody other than Derek's wife, my kid's mama, just some lady from Mobile, Alabama. You know, I don't see myself as anything other than that. And Rissa, you met my friend mm-hmm. earlier, said the same thing. She said, Opie, you know, you can't just be going to the dollar store with your hair and curlers no more. <laughs> like, people are going to, they see you as somebody yeah. that they look up to. Absolutely. And you are a role model and a good one because Lord knows there's a lot of people that have a platform that should not have a platform, hateful. you know? Very. Mm-hmm. And just toxic. And it's like... You are just a breath of fresh air. You said this happened by accident. Yes. What? How? First of all, how did you get on TikTok? My youngins. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they kept sending me TikTok videos. You know, yeah. funny. They love. They know I love funny stuff mm-hmm. because I I'm a total comedian comedian fan. Yeah. I, I I mean, there's so many comics in the world that I'm a fan. I love comedy. Yeah. Um, so they would send me these funny TikToks and finally I'm like, what the hell is this app? Let <laughs> me open this app. Well, it, it wouldn't let me go any further than just that video right. until I created Signed an up. account. Mm-hmm. So I created the account and then a whole new world opened. I was like, okay, this is nice. This <laughs> yeah. is funny. It's like comedy at your hands. It is literally, yeah. people are literally inviting you into their lives mm-hmm. of everything. Absolutely. Like it's. So that's how I started an account just to get in, right. you know, to the TikTok world. Right. Um, how my niche started, right? Which is, you know, and I hate to call it a niche because this is literally like just who I am as a person. Mm. Yeah, I don't think it's I didn't, a niche either. I didn't realize so many people needed it, but yeah. um, I was sitting at work one day because I had been 
in the furniture business for about 15 years, Mm -hmm. um, you know, furniture sales. Mm -hmm. And I was the operations manager for two stores and the store manager for that particular one. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot going on. Right. Um, Boss, your boss, baby. Yes. I, I seen this video. I didn't even know how to stitch, duet, make a TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, I knew how to make a TikTok, just re- record and post. Right. But I didn't know anything that went into it, okay? Right. So I see this video pop up, um, and it's of this girl. She gets a new dress, and all she wants to do is show her mama how beautiful she looked in this dress. Mm-hmm. And that she did. But when she shows it to her mom, she got the complete opposite. Mm. She got, you're too big for that. Mm. That's not for your body type. Take it off. I seen this video. I I sent it to my daughter because I didn't know how to share. I sent it to my daughter. I said, "Tell me how to how to make it where I can say something first. I mean, the video first, yeah. and then it goes into me." Yeah. It took my daughter all the five minutes to train me on how to stitch. Okay. Right. <laughs> I got up. I walked in the break room at the furniture store because I was looking at myself with her. Right. That's how my mama was. Absolutely. Would tell me I was too fat. Would tell me that's not the right color. Would t- all all of that. And I said, I, I can't do this. Yeah. I have to tell her how fucking beautiful she looks in this dress. Yeah. So I stitched it. She was on first. And I stitched it. And all I really said was, I had a mama like that too, honey. Mm. And as I got older, I quit listening to that heifer. Because yeah. I did. <laughs> and then I said, I think you look lovely in your dress. All yeah. of it, you know. And I hit the post button. And I went back to my desk. And it was ding, 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 ding. Because at the time, I had the notifications on right. my phone. Right, oh yeah, you can't keep Because I wanted on. to know if my one friend <laughs> on TikTok was saying hello. Yeah. Um, and I realized at that moment, what viral looked like mm. because within about 45 minutes it was at 700,000 views wow and still today it's my highest viewing mm. video when i started reading the comments it was i wish i had a mom like that mm. it was if my mama would have raised me i wouldn't have felt this awful about myself mm. it was Oh, she's so sweet. The number one comment I seen the most of was, I feel safe right here. Oh. So, honey, that's all it took. Mm. I thought, that's it. I can help people feel better about themselves. Yeah. Using my account to do that. Yeah. Because I've always been this way. I've just only been able to help one person at a time. Yeah. You know, face to face. With a social media platform. You can help thousands at one time. Absolutely. That's amazing. You Absolutely. Know? So I told my husband right then, I said, that's it, honey. I, that's how I can help people with things. Mm-hmm. I can share my own stories. I can, um, you know, make sure that nobody goes a day without knowing how important they are here. Like your life has a purpose. Absolutely. Even when you lay down at nighttime and don't feel that way. Yeah. You, you, you have a space here. Absolutely. You know. Um, and it just took off from there. That's, that's how it took off. But I started that video by saying, 
hey, my little tater tot. Mm. That's where the tater tots come from. Gotcha. That's where Mama Tot came from. Right. That's where the army has now recruited thousands of people. And, <laughs> millions, um, not thousands, Mama. Millions. That's how it happened. <laughs> so have you ever stopped to think that you're a combination of the women who made you feel safe? And that you're giving back what they gave to you when you were a child? 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, I have taken so many little things from Miss Jenny, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. uh, from Sarah's mama, from Lee's mama, Miss Vicky, from Roxanne, from all these people that are from my mother-in-law, mm -hmm. from all these women who kind of molded me into who I am today. Which I took is, a lot from my daddy as far as being a good person and yeah. sticking up for people. Um, you know, back on religion, my, my mother tried, my mother was extremely homophobic. Mm. I'm talking the worst, the worst. And my daddy wasn't. Right. You know, my daddy was a good old Christian man, mm. but my daddy was not homophobic. Right. My daddy said they're people too. Aww. And just because they love somebody a little different don't mean shit. That's what right. he told me in the vehicle one day. Right. Um, I'd gotten in the car with him. He was taking me to go get some new school clothes. And I had told him what my mama said. And I told him, I said, mama said that gay people are going to go to hell. I think mm. that's how I said it. And mama said, I can't be friends with anybody if they're gay or if they tell me they're gay at school. And my daddy looked at me and he said, don't you listen to that shit. Mm -hmm. He said, you can be friends with whoever the hell you want to be friends and they are not going to hell. Your mama's just crazy. It's <laughs> funny how he was. Yes, he, my, my dad was hilarious actually. Right. Um, but he would shut her down. He didn't like that. Right. He did not like her saying things. It's crazy and, that such a good man put up with such a wild everybody woman. Everybody says that. Yeah. Everybody says that. Where is mom now? She lives about 15 minutes from me. Evil lives forever. 15 it's minutes from me. It's crazy, right? Like. I have not seen her. I have not seen her. You know, a lot of people don't realize that I didn't like not ever talk to my mama again after she threw me out the house. Right. Of course I did. I had forgiven her and allowed her back in oh so many times. Mm. And then she just shows herself each time. Thinking to myself, it'll be better this time. Right. It'll be different this time. It was, never was different. Right. And she did something really bad mm. in that first or second year relationship with Derek before we got married. She did something really bad that I just was like, I'm done. Can we talk about what she did? Yeah. We can talk about it. Okay. Um, I was at a, you, you know, WWE wrestling. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. My boys loved them when they was little. Yeah. Loved them. <laughs> and I had let my mama back into my life. And I had gotten tickets. I think it was, I don't know if it was Randy, the ex-husband, or Papa Ronnie, the, the grandpa, who got the boys and myself tickets for the WWE show. Yeah. I can't remember. But somehow we got the tickets from one of them. Um, me and Derek, because this was right when Derek and I first got together. Um, we took the boys to WWE. And Beige, I'm th I, I get confused at this story, but I'm almost positive this is this how it went. Um, my daughter stayed there. My I allowed my mother to watch her. I'm almost positive 
because there's there were two incidents that happened almost back to back. Right. Um. And anyway, regardless, I, I was nowhere in her home. Nowhere. I was nowhere right. fucking near her. Right. Okay. She went into an episode. No, no. Called the police in the city and told them that I abused her. That I attacked her in her home. Okay. So when me and Derek pull into the driveway with my boys, I see the police there. I freak out because I think something's wrong with my daughter. Right. I'm like, oh, my God, what's happened? I jump out of the car and I start running Derek too with the kids. And I open up the door and I'm like, Mom, they, you know, I'm just going crazy. And I see her standing there. And as soon as she sees me, she takes her face and does this and says, get her out of here. And I'm like, what? What, what are you talking about? Where's my daughter? Because I didn't see back. Well, Baze was asleep. That's mm-hmm. why. But she did her face like this and said, get her out of here. They handcuffed me. They handcuffed me, honey. What? Because she told them that I had attacked, physically harmed her. And that I had left the property. So to them, it looked like I'm, I'm just coming back, I guess. I, I don't know. I have no idea. But they took me to jail. Wow. Long story short, I won my case. I won. I mean, I won. It's this not went on, to this went to court and everything. Oh hell yeah, I was taking it to court. Oh. Hell, you ain't gonna lie on me, honey. <laughs> yeah. Because if I'm gonna put my hands on you, I'm gonna tell them I put my hands yeah, on you. Yeah, for sure. Okay? Yeah. Oh yeah, I took it. I took how, it all the way up. How do your kids feel about her? They remember moments of her. Right. When they got into middle school, I kind of gave them the authority that they can make that decision themselves. Right. Because that is their only biological living grandmother. Right. They chose no. Well. They remembered some things because they were old enough to remember it. Wow. Um, Now, at that time, I did not go into details about everything she did to me. Mm. I just told them that I couldn't have her around me because she was not good to me. Right. So they don't really know the extent of what, you know, she did. But the thing with my mother is crazy because... Lying to the police and making up a story like that mm-hmm. to get one of her children arrested yeah. is a thing for her. She's did it to my brother. I had to go bail my brother out. My sibling, my sister, had she's... to come down from Florida and show up for court and say, look, she has a history of this. Like, this is she's not true. Mess, it's, man. Yeah. But I, I won my case, yeah. and it was never on my record. The judge apologized to me. Wow. Um, I was apologized by two of the police officers. Wow. Um, at the court hearing after mm-hmm. it went to trial, I had to have my attorney um, show proof that just recently she was in a mental hospital. Wow. I'm sorry. I, I had to use that. Yeah. But I had to prove to them that this was a history with her. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, but once she did that, I was, I'm done. Yeah. You cannot. You tried your whole life. You, I can't be around you. Yeah. There's no telling what you will do. What if you call the police and tell them I'm trying to poison your food or right. something? Yeah. Or do something worse and poison yourself and yeah. blame it on me. Yeah. And like, then write a note and say, if you find me dead, my daughter did <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Like we can't risk no. that. Yeah. That's no. crazy. I, will, I won't do it. I won't have it. Has she seen you on TikTok or is she too old for that? Um, I have heard she has. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard she seen me on that game show with Jay Leno that mm-hmm. I did back in August. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't talk to anybody 
that is connected Associ- to her side of the family. Associated with her, yeah. I understand that. Just just my big sis, yep. Laurie, you know? Yep. Um, her and I are like this. I, I love my big sister. Yeah. Um, that's it. Yeah. I, I'm, my grandmother's passed away. She was just as bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even, it's just, I don't know what the issue is with those people. Right. With that genetic line. Right. You're breaking the generational curses, though. Yeah. It stops with you. And that's yeah, I don't amazing. want my kids around this madness. Yeah. You know? know? What do your kids think about you on TikTok? They... <laughs> <laughs> when, it's always a catch 22 with the kids <laughs> when it when the account started growing mm-hmm. like you know 400,000 followers 700,000 followers they were like mom you hit it you know 700,000 and you know whatnot and now they don't even they don't even pay attention right <laughs> they are so used to their friends coming up to them saying hey can I come over and see your mom yeah. you know they're so used to that. It mm-hmm. just, it don't even bother them anymore. Yeah, it doesn't phase them. Um, you Do know, they love what you're doing, though? Do they love the message? They're very proud of me. Good. Very proud of me. Are you proud of you? Yeah, but I need people to understand that, you know, just because I'm I'm loving and kind and, and you know, I want the best for everyone, that does not mean I will not cuss your ass out. Right. Okay? <laughs> no, I think everybody knows that about you. I'm going to stick up for my kids. I'm yeah. going to stick up. For, look, do not mess with my husband, my kids, my dogs, or my Same. money. Okay? Same. Um, have I made mistakes being a mama? Hell yeah, I have. Absolutely. I've made a million of them, mm. you know? It's just I'm not perfect. And but I'm never going to be perfect. You can still be proud of yourself and the woman proud. that you are. Definitely proud. Yes. But I just don't want people to think that I'm this this perfect mama that just has never made no mistake in life. Right. I have been drunk flipping down the sidewalks. <laughs> I have. I've snorted a line of cocaine. Not you. I've, I mean, I've, I have a past. Yeah. You know, when I went through that divorce with Randy, I damn near lost my shit. Yeah. Okay. You just went bug wild. I went wild. <laughs> I lost my mind. I, I needed somebody to reel my ass in. Okay. <laughs> no, but I actually think you needed it. After all the shit you went through and then you ended up having three more kids, went through a crazy marriage, it was time for you to let your freak flag fly. It was you know? flying, honey. It <laughs> flying was, high. It was flying. It was flying. <laughs> um, so, yes, I mean, I did things that I'm not proud of. But that's what makes you who you are. People don't. Uh, look at people who are perfect as role models they look at people who are perfectly imperfect you know and that's what everybody loves about you is they know that you've been through some shit they know that you know even my following and that's what I try to preach too is you know people know that we come from some fucked up ass shit but we're trying our best to be better humans and that's what people love about you and this you know this empire that you've built is admirable you know you just i'm i love that i pray for them every day yeah and i know not you know not everybody believes in the lord and everybody has their own spiritual journeys and i they know i love them Mm -hmm. and um but i i pray for them yeah every day that that they are okay and that they know how much to know how much I love them mm-hmm. like for somebody that just didn't have that family I needed I damn sure got one now they're your family you know and they've made it where 
I have been able to, you know, travel this year. Yeah. Um, they've made it where I was able to buy my first jet ski, you Aww. know, even though I had to finance it. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay. You know, they, they've made things, they've changed my life. Yeah. Just as much as they feel I've changed theirs. Mm. I would not have this platform to even help this next person without them. Yeah. And I really do. I love them. I love these complete strangers. Yeah. All 5.6 million of them. They love you. I know it. I mean, yesterday I made a post about who who I should have on the podcast and you were the number one person who was in those comments, you know, and just watching what you're doing, you're literally changing the world one video at a time. And you're showing people that love is possible without judgment and in sincerity. Like everything you do is just sincere. And the world needs more of that because everything is just so fake now and manufactured. And when it comes to you, it's just stripped down raw. And this is, you are our generation's, you know, Dolly Parton right now. Dolly, uh, Dolly's here, but you're like a younger version. You You know, know that was always something that I always said was that I, I was secretly trying to change the world. Yeah. You know, with COVID and the election and all these, you know, political arguments and all this other stuff that everybody was dealing with. I mean, people were losing family with COVID yeah. and they were losing their homes because they couldn't. There was so much hurt uh, in the world. Yeah. A lot of people were coming to TikTok to mm-hmm. just get a little comic sense relief, yeah, of love and comedy and just joy. Mm-hmm. And you know, I open up that app and I just see people having babies and getting married mm-hmm. and you know, throwing their cap and gown up because they just graduated mm-hmm. their favorite college. You know, it's it makes me feel good yeah. to be happy for other people. Yeah. You know, I, I will, there's not a jealous bone in my body. Mm-hmm. I will never look at someone else because they have more than me and yeah. feel a certain. No, I want to see you being successful. I, I want to see that. That gives me great joy. And that's why people love you and why you have built the platform that you've built because people know that about you it's very contagious too if you keep surrounding yourself Mm -hmm. around somebody like that you'll start to act like that absolutely i've always said smiles are contagious yes what do you think what do we what can we expect from you in the next year oh hell i don't know what do you have any plans you have any do you have anything that you want to do for yourself this year that you haven't been able to do this is going to sound so corny mm-hmm. and stupid, but if I could just take my husband on a cruise, Aww. I'd be happy. He has wanted to go on a cruise for so long. And a while back, about half a year ago, I was trying to save secretly to surprise him with one. But these other trips came into play Um that was that was due to to my social media stuff, right? So I had to dig into you know those finances to pay for some things, you know, right? Um, but I just wish this year I could surprise my husband with going on a cruise for like seven days because he needs it. I it's I know it sounds so small, but I have been trying mm. to do this for I don't know three years. But mm. as far as like a year plan, I don't know. I'm just gonna. 
continue to get up every day and do what I normally do. Just be me, check on everybody. Piss excellence. You know, I just, I I think you get so much with me, though. It's such a broad list of all these things that I give out. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll get advice. You'll get a little pick-me-up. You damn sure get some comedy. Not on purpose. (laughs) People just think I'm funny. Um, The fork thing was hilarious. We were cracking up about that today. A fucking fork. (laughs) I had to brush my hair with a fork. No, it was awesome. That is, but it's relatable. And that's what we need is more people who are just real and relatable. You know, Derek called me. He said, listen, (laughs) he said, honey, he said, when I asked you yesterday, if you brought everything, you said you did because he knows I'm always going to forget yep. something like the hairbrush. I said, I know I did, but I thought I had. It. And he said, well, I just want you to know, I think this is damn near hilarious. Yeah. You used a fork to brush your hair. No, and I said, well, so funny. newsflash, I got a brush this morning, so I'm fine. <laughs> but I did. That was the only thing in that damn freaking room was a damn fork. I love that. So, Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you, all, your social medias? Well, of course, on TikTok, the big mama jamma. It's under shoe lover ninety nine. Uh, I do have a backup account that I post on, mm-hmm. uh, and that, of course, is mama tot ninety nine. Um, my Facebook and my Instagram, and then my YouTube are all the same. They're gonna be Ophelia Nichols. I didn't name them anything. I just used my name. I figured people are gonna be looking. It's so for original, me. yeah. It's so yeah. original. So, but I do, and I post on them daily. You know, sometimes I'll post a few. On TikTok, you know, I'm not one of those people that's going to be posting 15 a day. You, yeah, you I, need to go to bed. I don't okay? know how they do that. I can do three or four and then I'm done. <laughs> Who the hell has time to post 15 TikToks I don't know. I have no day? idea. I can't do it. No, I can't do it. Yeah. Also, that does affect your view status. Yeah, when you post that much? Yeah. Oh, yes. Wow. Oh, yes. You know, I, I have know. an agency. Mm-hmm. So I get like some intel on oh, like okay. what to do and yeah. what not to do. If you are posting 10 or 15, even six wow. a day, um, and I just got this information, and if you look at my account, you'll see it's been changed to maybe like three a day now. Yeah, that's what I try to do. I try to do three yeah. a day. Yeah. Um, but yes, it affects it a great deal. Wow. Um, and I was glad that they told me that because I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, we goal- think that we're just pouring out content yeah. you know and just helping people and just doing what we can and my goal is to not for followers it is to reach more people right absolutely. so i don't want to affect that right. at any point right um but but yeah just i i post on my facebook and instagram daily i wish i could get you know my instagram i want it to be a little cooler it's a and dead platform Instagram will be out the it's window difficult. in about two years. It's, it's difficult. It's on its way out. They have um, shadow banned us and censored us so much on that app. I don't even like what? posting on there. Yeah. My, my account's at almost 800,000 and my reach is shit because it's like they just censor everybody. You have to pay to have your uh, posts promoted. Oh, they I just, ain't they for just shit. took my manager's account. Uh, she had 20,000 people, took her account, and she's a mother of two and owns a hair salon. Doesn't do anything bad. What the hell did they take your account for? They said she was impersonating somebody else. Excuse me. And just took her fucking account. So TikTok TikTok is the platform. Don't even worry about Instagram. I won't even bring Instagram uh, models on anymore like I used to because there's just no point. Instagram is really just going down the drain. So don't don't know. Facebook and TikTok are your are your jams. Yeah. 
Yeah, I definitely focus a lot of time. I'll do a few reels a day from my uh, Facebook people because I just I think it's real sweet because a, a lot of my Facebook people, um, I've got like some older ones that don't mm-hmm. do TikTok. Right. So it's really, yeah. really cool to have like a different crowd over there too because yep. I don't post the same things on every social right everything is oh i'm sorry is original everything is is right it's different awesome so it's really cool to to see this new crowd come in and they're like they're asking questions about me yeah. you know because i think i've got like i don't i'm like six hundred and fifteen thousand mm-hmm. on the facebook or something mm-hmm. I, I don't know yeah but it's cool because they didn't not all of it come from tiktok right this is new people so right. i'm getting to know a lot of my followers over there, yep. which is really cool. Yeah. They that just, Facebook is where the real toxic people are. Oh, they can be mean as hell. <laughs> they are mean. I'm like, I wake up every day and I'm like, I'm not checking those comments. Like they can I, be I, mean. I I can handle TikTok. TikTok's like my writers. They love me. Yes. Facebook, they love me too. I have a huge I love my people over there. I'm with you. I'm a, I'm at like six hundred and thirty thousand, I think. Um, but man, let me tell you, there are those few that are just so yes. insane and just they say hateful. the most off the wall shit. I'm just like, where do you get this from? You could be doing a video and have a brand of a paper towel that they oh, don't yeah. like. Are you serious? Yeah. You use those? Yeah, I can't I don't what? use those i use these and it's like okay okay like and it's yeah just pe- i had somebody the other day and i'm not used to this mm. on tiktok um so many of my followers are like a an ally like me for lgbtq plus yeah um so i i i cannot tell you last time i've seen a mean comment about that right um i i never really do which yeah. is wonderful you know, and I think it's, I don't know if they know them tater tots will come rolling in. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I had one the other day on Facebook because I I forgot what kind of, I think it was one of my merchandise shirts because mm-hmm. I've got a lot of shirts that are geared towards LGBTQ+. Mm-hmm. Um, and here comes this asshole in there. Shame on you for being a Christian and supporting. Oh, yeah. And I was like, man, I want to go off. I want to go off and I'm going <laughs> to just block your ass. I, I hate that. Like, yeah. don't. Here's the thing. Everybody knows this. I do not care what, like, what religion or non. Right. I don't care if, yeah. if if you're anything. Right. But just be keep it positive. Keep it G. You don't have to, like, just because you don't agree with what somebody's doing, you, you don't just have to hate insult them. them. It, yeah, you don't have so to. Stupid. Yeah, it's just they're a part of the problem. They're why I always say that the world is turning into that movie, um, Idiocracy. Like just, oh my god, I've not seen that movie in years. But if you think about it, that's how people are. That's, They're like fucking Neanderthals yeah. that just spew hate on keyboards all the time. Much. And it's just it's crazy. Pretty much. Ophelia, I am so happy that you came by the podcast. And Thank I you. really want you to come back next year and I want you to check in. And I wanna and I know for a fact I'm very big on putting things into the universe that you will be taking your husband on that cruise this I year. Have, I, I can't wait to see You put I'm it in the air. It. The universe gonna is going to grab it, so you already put it in the air. But so I ain't I selling you. my shoe collection to get no money. <laughs> <laughs> what about, what? can we get Mama Todd on OnlyFans? You know you know what my husband told me the other day? <laughs> oh, God. Now, this is going to blow y'all's mind. Do you know he told me that I could get, that I could do an OnlyFans account as long as I was doing it for my feet? Does he have a foot fetish? No, oh. he just loves my feet. 
That is odd. But you know what? You could probably, and you got those, you said you used to be a dancer, so you probably got those ballerina oh, it's, feet. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, you could probably make I've some money. I've got some range, honey. Listen, but I couldn't believe he said that. Range, honey. I said, babe, you know, there's people that really get happy over them feet pics. <laughs> You're okay with that? And he was like, I don't care to be making money. And I'm, I was really shocked that he said that. So if y'all see my feet on OnlyFans, don't say shit to me, okay? I'm trying to get this man's cruise. <laughs> you could listen. I'm going to – you start an OnlyFans for feet, I'll be your biggest tipper. How about that? I'm going to get you that damn cruise. <laughs> I thought it was funny. He, he's, That's amazing. He's, he's precious. We love him. I'm, maybe yes. next time you come, bring him. Too. Well, he wanted to come this time, Aww. but you know, he's an owner operator, 18, right. you know, drives an 18 wheeler. Right. And because I just drug him to Florida, right. he really couldn't afford to take off like another, you know, yeah. weekend or whatnot. So I said, well, I'll just take Gib with me. So well, next time we'll, we'll set it up to where you guys can both yes. come because we, we want to see Mr. Tot too. He is. Well, Daddy Tot. Do, can we call him Daddy Tot? They call him Papa Tot. Okay. So Papa Tot. <laughs> he is five foot one and Aww. he is fine as hell. Aww. He's bald headed and he's got a soft and pepper beer oh God. I gotta get home, honey. oh I gotta get home. we gotta get we He's gotta beautiful. let mama talk go <laughs> well mama i cannot wait to have you back and i can't wait Thank to you. see what you do this year i love what you're doing and you know i just am we're gonna sit back and just watch all these good things come your way because you're just Thank putting you. out so much good energy that it's gonna come back to you tenfold so i appreciate it and i appreciate you i am coming back What'd you say? I am coming oh, back. Oh, no, though. you better come back or I'm going <laughs> to go down to Mobile and hunt you down. <laughs> You're going to be like, who is this crazy bitch showing up on my doorstep with a microphone? It's probably <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Dumb Blonde. I will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.